Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. So Logan, what do you think one of the biggest giveaways for an unprepared podcast could be? I would hasten to guess whatever this opening segment is will tip people off as to how much effort has gone into preparing particular topics for this podcast. But I don't know if you've got any other key points that you feel like the audience should be looking out for to try and figure out whether we are indeed doing the work behind the scenes. Well, well, I mean... As I, as I said to you before, I think if you find me quizzing you and off the cuff catching you off guard, then you know that we're probably struggling for content that week. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those weeks, and just to compound that particular um, situation, we're going to start with an FGO update. A real okay. low way to kick up. Normally we come with a high energy subject, just kick straight in and people are like, oh, we're hooked straight away. Yeah. This time we're going to the tried and tested Fantasy Gaming League uh, to check on some reviews. Because there actually has been a game that's came, that came out this past week. Um, and it is AW Fight Forever. Now, paper, trans- t- paper transferred this one in. And if I don't know if you remember, but I, I said, hmm. It got queried. It, I understand. I, look, I've, I've bought it, so there's there's something to be said there. But I knew full well that the reviews were most likely going to be struggling. Mm. I I personally put it as a sixty eight. It ends up being a sixty five, so it's in the five point window, but it's on the lower end of that. Paper was ex- it, sorry, I missed that. It's a sixty five. So for the fantasy game league, it's a stinker for paper. He's subbed out, he's transferred out Homeworld Three, which isn't coming out, so that's a, that had to go, yeah. and he's replaced it with a sixty-five rated game. So, so that's a sixty. Yeah, yeah, that's, which isn't good enough really at this this level. Said um, it before, you need an eighty-five from those subs, really, to make them worthwhile. But he was in a he was in a tough spot. Now. Look, it is what it is. Paper's been stung with that. He said, basically, he knew that it wasn't going to be the best game ever, but he was going down with the ship, and he may well have just gone down with the ship, and his, his, his Grand Prix team may suffer. I mean, saying that, the games he's got left are Starfield, Pikmin, Football Manager, and, and Sea of Stars, which, you know, if Starfield is what it's promising to be. You're looking at 90 odds, and, yeah. you know, we know Football Manager's you know, a bag for for a mid to low 80 usually. See, yeah. Stars is a bit of an unknown, but looking like it's good. So he could have a, a decent run at the end, but he's put himself in a tricky position with this one. He's done the proverbial throwing the towel in, hasn't he? Or yeah. I like to call it doing an ad cock. Yeah, chucked it, just wanted it off his plate, I think. And mm. then he could put feet up. But like I said, I've played about three hours of this game. Just jumped yeah. on and had a go at it. And I can absolutely see why it's scoring where it is to some extent it's not broke this is the thing it's not broken it's like technically it seems pretty sound yeah. I was my main concern with this was well how many bugs are going to be in this is it going to be yeah, just a, a disaster yeah, yeah. yeah from the small amount that I've played it's not that it's right. just that I knew in the review space it was absolutely going to get compared to the WWE games which have got 10, 15 years of, of development behind them. So yeah. it's bare bones. I think that's what's ultimately 
we'll, we'll read through a couple of the reviews in a minute, but I think that's what's cost mm. it most. But it's a tricky space to go in, isn't it? Like, you know, we, we used to have Pro Evo versus FIFA, but they both had established brands going for years and years and years. But the common thing with Pez was that gameplay was superior, but it just lacked you know, the sparkle of FIFA and lacked the licenses and lacked a lot of the yeah. modes that FIFA eventually built out. And I always wonder whether, is there, a, is there a space for secondary sort of, I mean, wrestling is a bit of a weird one because it's, it's classed as a sports title, but we know that it's not a sport as such. It's presented as a sport and more of a fighting game, but they're always up against it here, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's never, I'm trying to go back. Was there, there was, there did used to be a couple of different wrestling games, didn't there? there was, yeah. Was, for some reason, TNA, but I've got that probably the wrong one. No, no, the, there was a TNA game that came, I think a couple that came out. unbelievable, by the way. Yep. I, I don't know how I've pulled that out from the fucking bins. No. You'll be pleased to know they've changed that name now. They're called Impact Wrestling, but back yeah. in the day, it was called TNA. They released a couple of games, I think, which, to be fair, scored about the same. They weren't... You know they weren't up to yeah. to the the standards of like eighties or nineties, but people seem to have fun with them. But it's a bit of a niche hobby anyway, the old wrestling. So it's not. I, d- I don't think it for gaming. I I always. I mean, I was never into wrestling in the same way that some of the other guys, obviously like you, paper and whatnot, yeah. were and are. But I was still. If it was on on Sky One or whatever at the weekend, it'd still go on for a bit, and I'd definitely always play the games um and i think there was a lot of people that were like that that liked like throwing people through the table and doing all that kind of good stuff mm. um but yeah i just kind of feel that the wwe just got a bit of a no- monopoly on it in the end which is well, fair enough yeah i mean it's that's always wwe's brand is so strong anyway yeah. just even in you know just out in entertainment factors like it's crazy like yeah, yeah. how much that's grown globally. So that's always going to give it a leg up just in terms of exposure. But also the development cycle they go for, they do a yearly release, which has its own problems, but it does mean that over the years they've managed to improve it. Now with WWE, they did have a blow. I think it was 2K2020 where they, apps, I think that's the one Adcock subbed yeah, in it. Yeah. And it was yeah, like a low fifties. That was, that was broken because yeah. they put a new developer on it. The guys that were developing it for the last few decades, well, not decades, I mean, 20 years, but the last 10 years. I can picture the image. Ukes were the developers originally. They now developed this game, AEW. Right. So they got picked up by them and visual concepts do WWE now. Right. Okay. So that first year though, when they did that handover and Ukes were gone, they clearly yeah. had no idea what code they'd been left. Like it was a fucking absolute take abomination. All work and burnt it and said, "Best of luck." Honestly, it's one of those jobs. You know, when someone leaves at work and there's there's stuff they do and like they maybe yeah. they don't leave on good terms or it's quite sudden. Yeah, it, yeah. it was you could see it was literally that for that game, like how bad Man. it was and just this weird stuff going on. It was so bad, in fact, they stopped the yearly release. 2021 did not have a, uh, a, a a game come out. They they took a year out yeah. to just get to grips of it yeah, and then right. came back with 2021 and now we've got, oh, sorry, 2022 and now we've got 2023, which is actually their best rated in the entire series, which I've got it. That's a, if that's the best rated, then I don't know what they've been, I don't know how bad the rest could have been. Because the last one I had was 2019 and it wasn't as buggy yeah. as this one. I haven't played one for years. Well, the concern um, is that I, I find the WWE games aren't... I don't find them that fun to play. Yeah. Like I do a lot of simulation on it 
where I set the matches up and then let them play out. Because playing it's a bit arduous. Now the thing about AEW, get it back to steering back to this one, is that they they have claimed that the the, the gameplay is solid, that the fighting and the you know the mechanics like the are going to are, mechanics, are yeah. going to be fun to play. Which I think, and I've only spent a handful of hours of it. <clears throat> it feels good, like in that sense to me. It feels like yeah. there's potential there. So yeah, yeah, let's get some perspective on reviews. Let's have a look. Joe Findlay from CG Magazine. AEW Fight Forever is a triumphant return to the wrestling ring for you for THQ Nordic, who are the publisher, THQ. and Ukes. Sorry, yeah. that's who I was thinking of. It's the publisher, not the dev, sorry. Yeah. Schoolboy era. Well they went under, didn't they, THQ originally? Then someone bought the name back and re sort of birthed it THQ Nordic. Yeah. So they did the UFC games originally, the undisputed the undisputed games, and yeah, they they Used to help with the WWE games. Uh, recapturing the magic of their original simple gameplay and amazing customization with yet a third wrestling organization. So one of the things that people have been referencing throughout this particular one is that it, it's like a throwback to No Mercy, which in the gaming and, and wrestling kind of circles is seen as like the gold standard. That was like the GOAT of the time and hasn't been yeah. hasn't been beaten yet. Um, so that's what they're raving for with this as well. I mean, it's an arcade, more of an arcade version of it, um, and clearly I takes a lot of inspiration it from in it. That form, though, do you not think? I'd, I mean, when I used to play, it used to all just be a bit. It might well be. I haven't played it for many years, but it just used to be a bit like silly and an arcade in terms of how the fights went. Yeah, um, yeah. And I did find it trying to. I think one of the reasons that I kind of went off it was because it become more like a wrestling simulator. Mm. And I remember f- just being a bit like, mm, yeah, I mean, that's really what I'm after. I mean, that that is clearly what the, the gap they've aimed for here. And whether they've pulled it off is, you know, up for debate. But that's it's definitely plays differently to the WWE games, which are more of a... A simulation of a simulated fight, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bit strange in that that perspective. Do you know? What I always thought I would always I want them to do a game, like a wrestling game, where instead of trying to just win the match, you're trying to have a good match, and the actual game's focused around being like a pro wrestler. As in, so like an entertainer. So you get like yes. a score for entertaining. Yes. Yeah, so you try and put crowd. together like yeah. parts of the match, and you're trying to like. You know, get a flow going and whatnot on this certain thing. Like, I, don't, I think that would be an interesting take on it because obviously that's that's how wrestling works. It's not a it's not a real sport. It's simulated and you know it's choreographed. It's an to, entertainment to an yeah. industry, right? Um, so yeah, no, it's a good point <clears throat> to be fair. But no one's ever done it. Well, I, I mean, I imagine that that's just a a tricky thing to. I mean, you, winning is binary. Yeah, like, there's trying to code in something where you're subjectively trying well, to build an entertainment get a match like, rating yeah get a match rating might i mean it'd become more arbitrary in terms of how many taunts did you do or yeah like that oh, it'd be things like that i yeah. don't know no point because there is there are like booking simulators that are text-based where you where you do that you put together the card and you instruct like the wrestler's how to wrestle, what type of match, and then it will it will score like the matches yeah. based on their abilities and whatnot. That's the closest yeah. thing we've got. Mm. I've spent many hours in those as well, but this is not that. This is a um, going down the, the the avenue of a fighting game. Let's have a look and see what Brad Norton <laughs> said from Dex Erto. Graham Norton? <laughs> no, Brad Norton. Uh, is Graham still knocking about? 
well, yeah. No. Got his own show. BBC, yeah. He's doing all right. CG Magazine gave it a 9 out of 10, so that was that one. Brad's given it a 2 out of 5 stars. So that's, I mean, this is where the star system hurts these lower lower ranked games, isn't it? Because that's a four. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure that's necessarily how it's supposed to be perceived, but <clears throat> yeah. with the way these aggregated uh, reviews work, that's how it goes. Over time, there's certainly room to build from this foundation, but with the asking price and the initial lack of substance, it's hard to see value in AEW's first game upon release. So he's criticising the price. It's 50 UK pounds. Yeah. Which is actually £20 off the top shelf nowadays. This is what people seem to be forgetting. Now, I'm trying to find what it is in America because I think we've been... We're benefiting from a... Exchange rate. Exchange rate there. Yeah. So we'll just find that as we're we're chatting. But, yeah, that's been being crap. I think it's 60 So it's $60 from what I can see here. Uh, Which, again, is $10 off the top shelf. People aren't... Cottoning on to this $70 price point and 70 UK pound price point, but it's in that bracket at the upper end, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's um, I mean, it's basically saying it should be like a half price, 30, 35 pound jobby. Mm. I don't, I'll, I'll be letting you comment on that, but I can see why because there's like only it's a handful of modes, it's a, like a, a, a shortish career mode, um, there's customization options. Yeah, I mean, it would have it would have undoubtedly benefited from being a bit cheaper, but at the same time, can you knock it because it's too expensive? As I always say, you can make it as cheap as you want. Like, it, and this will yeah. appear on some sort of subscription service. I have no doubt there'll be a update at some point, and it will coincide with Big Phil writing out a check and all that sort of stuff. But my view on the price thing is, I think it's tricky, isn't it? Because if you're asking for because they're setting the value of it almost by putting it into the fifty pounds. They're saying it's of a standard yeah, of fifty yeah, UK yeah. pounds. Like that's the benchmark they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know. What you mean. And people would be more forgiven if it was thirty quid. Absolutely. Yeah. But I don't think there's many games that look like this and would be thirty-five quid. Like this is just not where we are. There's, the middle ground has sort of got disappeared. We've got in, full-on indies, which are like yeah. anywhere anywhere up to thirty, usually around twenty. Then you've got 50 plus, which caters for all sorts. Like Resident Evil 4 was 55 quid. That seemed relatively cheap compared to 70 quid. All of Sony's stuff for 70 quid. All of Phil's stuff's now 70 quid at the top end. So the middle ground sort of is this 50 pound mark, but for many people, it's seen as the uh, the top price. It's and a good in- point, actually, because it's. <clears throat> I, I think I still live in a world where 50, 55 pound is top whack. Yeah, like in my brain, I'm like, that's where that is. <clears throat> but it's taken me a while to shift away from the forty pounds. Like forty pounds used to be the new release, or forty, forty-four pounds. Yeah, and then it's just as you say, it slowly goes north. But I've it's something that I've noticed actually is you've lost the thirty, twenty-five, thirty-pound middle ground that just doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Um, do you think this would have been better served as something a bit cheaper? Well, I think so. I think if you if you look critically, it would have done because they there's, whether we like it or not, there's definitely a that factors into some scores, it, particularly when things would fall it short. Your, would, it, would it change your initial perception? Would you be like, this is better value? I mean, arguably it would be. Anything that's cheaper and you get the same product, you'd go yeah, yeah subjectively, but probably. But it doesn't make the game any better. It doesn't change yeah. the fact that the game is what it is, and yeah. 
I get why it's mentioned because people want to know how far their pounds are going to go these days and whatnot. And it's just a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, and if they're marketing it at a set price and asking for a set price, I think it's kind of fair to mention it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I've always looked at the enjoyment factor and tried to, that should be like the, the way it's weighted mostly. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's just a weird market because, because value of money is so subjective anyway. 50 quid to me is f- different to 50 quid from you and certainly f- different to people like Biff who are always complaining about money. So that's already, the, the, even the same amount of money is yeah, different yeah, to everyone. Yeah, you then, are, you, yeah. then you inject the game and some people say, well, it's bare bones, hasn't got enough. Other people say it's got enough. Other people will say, well, the quality yeah, of the game's yeah. good. Like, it's an impossible line to toe consistently, I find. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's going to be overlap hmm. what do they call them bloody diagrams venn diagram or some bullshit. yeah yeah there's going to be an overlap but you're right there's um there there is a hell of a lot of subject subjectivity but i don't know i suppose it's tricky when you're pricing these things as well to sort of go well it's what can you get away with well, there's right, a and, you know. sorry there's an interesting theory and i've heard developers and publishers speak about this on random podcasts right and they say there's a perception that if you release a game and it's 20 quid, people don't go to it because they think it's lesser quality. If you bump it up to 30 quid, you get more interest because the perception yeah. is that the game is going to be of a higher quality. So there is, there is definitely a line yeah. where people won't necessarily gravitate towards a game because it looks it's cheaper yeah, than, yeah. than a game that's slightly more expensive. So they, particularly on the lower end, the indies have to really grapple with that because they can charge a fiver or they can charge up to 25 quid. And it's a, there is a sweet spot there where the, the, the sort of larger audience will only consider stuff, you know, unless it's getting really hyped up in terms of word of mouth. Sometimes the price being dear actually is more appealing, which is a strange way to look at it, but I can understand yeah. what, they, what they're suggesting yeah. there. No, I know what you mean. It's kind of like if something's really tri- cheap, it makes you go, why is it that cheap? You get what you pay for. This is that goes back to that, doesn't it? Usually you get what you pay yeah, for yeah. in certain, you know, obviously you don't on Amazon. You get all sorts of trash come off there. That's one of the the downgrades of that. You try and look for anything on there and you get 50,000 fucking options and yeah, most of yeah, it's complete toss. Stores and things and you go, right, give me the official merch or nothing. I was looking for a plug. You know these things you put into a you know a plug socket to check if there's any wiring issues, yes. whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. First yeah. of all, I chucked it into Amazon. I was like, there's six million options here, and I thought, what am I doing here? Let's just go to Screwfix. There was six, and I went, right, that's easier. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, uh, with some things, I find myself just going, I'll just go B and Q. Well, I'll just go. <laughs> like, there's some things where I just go, it ain't worth it because no. too much choice is almost a bad thing in this instance. <laughs> Deary me. Anyway, one more, one more review. Let's do. Blah, 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 blah. Let's do Marcus Stewart from Game Informer. Six point three out of ten, which is a very odd score. Why don't you give it a six point two, Marcus, or a six point four? Hello. I'm sit in a room with some of these people and just go, "How have you got? Talk me through the logic." They've pulled it out of their arse. That's their logic. It's like it is. It's just a finger in the air. It's like when we used to do it in the film group, and you get a fucking six oh, point yeah. saying, you go, "Well, where's that come from?" Yeah, have we banned that, or have we got point fives only? I can't remember what we did now in the film point group. Fives. Okay. Yeah. If you can't decide, if it's not quite yeah. nine, it's just a little bit. That's fair. 
That always felt like a good compromise to me. Yeah, yeah. To give agreed, give yeah. people an out. If nothing else, AEW Fight Forever has potential. I'm happy to have a more arcade-style wrestling game, especially one based on a major promotion. The gameplay has a strong foundation, and when it's firing all cylinders, the action channels the simple fun of the 90s and early 2000s. The rest of the package just needs to catch up. Until it does, even the most passionate AEW fans may have a hard time sticking around for this main event. So interesting that the, the core, according to Marcus, he enjoyed the core gameplay. But again, it's this lack of depth and things to do. Um, is it, it's another difficult one because I look at those fighting games that come out like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. They're usually heavily mm. praised, but they have what they, what they have. They have a story mode of sorts, which are varying in quality. They have yeah. one, 1v1 against the AI. They have online ranked and unranked leaderboards. And then that's it. And it, that's fine. Yeah. And yet something like this is demanding more. And I think, or I think that's the pressure that WWE have put on their games because they've just got so many modes. They've got like a, a, a booking, a general manager mode. They've got a universe mode. Yeah. They've got, a, they've got two career modes. Like the feature set of that game has sort of set the standard. And if you come in below that and ask for similar prices, you get, you get burnt. Yeah, I guess, which is fair. Mm. What else can you say? Like, that's fair, isn't it? Like, you're always going to compare what else is out there. Yeah. And the value you're getting. It would be better if it had those. That's the thing. It would be better yeah. if it had more modes. So you can't say it'd be worse. It's beyond the ads. Not in 2023, she wouldn't. No. Wouldn't be. No, no, probably not. <laughs> Didn't think of that, actually. Yeah. That's never... saying doesn't hold water anymore. No. Interesting. Mm. Well, anyway, that's AW Fight Forever sitting yeah. on a 65. I will probably, well, Paper's, I think Paper's getting it or got it as well, but he's got it on that Switch. Oh, my so, God. So, well, no, he had, he had a disaster because the order was delayed. So, again, these physical merchants getting costed like they should be. Mm. I was sitting there being able to play it days ago. Um, so, when he gets his teeth into it, I'm sure we'll both play through the Road to the Elite, which is his career mode. And mm. I, I, need, I wanted to try something that was just pick up and play, and I think this is going to fill that gap. Um, so but we, of them. yeah, because I've been lacking that recently. <laughs> there's only so much time I can spend in other games. Oh, just, yeah, there's need to need to have a breakout now and again. So we'll be returning. I, I suspect of our own opinions on this, and it'll probably be Mr. Paper, providing he doesn't cancel the order and bail out of it. But like I said, he wants to go down with the ship anyway, so he's 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 put his money where his mouth is at least. <laughs> anyway, this is Idle Game Chat. Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast. You've got Apps, which is me, and you've got Logan, who is him, FGL Grand Prix winner, and resident referee. Let's not forget that. That's still there, it's that title. It's an unnecessary role, the ref. It, it, it is. Keeps things ticking along, because I blow things consistently in that fucking quiz. It's fucking it's hard, hard to work. Keep what's going on with all that bollocks? It's hard struggle, work. and then you have to keep me in check. And you think, well, what am I doing here then? Yeah, throwing doubt into the arena, if anything. No, so we're here most weeks talking about video games and giving our impressions of games and hardware that you can play or play on today. Patreon.com forward slash Jim Digital is the place to go if you want to support the grassroots independent endeavor that is Dimp Digital. Now. Let's do some headline surfing. Yeah. Here's one sure. for you. 
PlayStation boss claims publishers unanimously dislike value-destructive Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> so this is what Jim Ryan said during this FTC trial. He's getting with really pissy is. Like... I mean, what was that? I mean that's, first of all, it's nonsense. Unanimously dislike. Of course, unanimously don't dislike. Maybe the ones he spoke to don't like it, but... <laughs> Even in the even in, there's people come out and other you know publishers saying no we like it yeah it's fine for us because we get given money for doing very little and our sales yeah. our sales haven't been impacted like Football Manager for example that's one of the guys that has kind of said it but this we knew that this thing would start producing these sort of quotes and these sort of bits and pieces that are coming out and I'll, there'll be there'll be more statements to to read but I can see what Jim's trying to suggest here. Because we've always questioned the, I guess, the longevity of a subscription service when you're not going to market and selling at retail. And if you're someone like, let's say if you're someone like EA who makes most of your money on retail sales and a la carte sales, you probably would say, yeah, we don't really want everything to go day and date into a subscription service. However, we don't mind it going a year later because, you know, we can we get a little bit of extra money to a game that was not selling at that point. But um, yeah, talk to us about Jim and his pissiness. He's, oh, it's just, he's under pressure. He's on the stand. He's coming out of this bollocks. Prime mud, isn't he? That's what he's doing. Is that it's not the name of the game here, though? Once you're in these situations, you're oh, in that I stand. Wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind, but they all like to play this good guy, like character, if you like. And say I don't know if Jim does though. Either. Friend well, of the show, Phil does. Like he's always. I think Jim has tried to portray this underdog, you know, <laughs> fighting valiantly against the the behemoth Microsoft and this, that, and the other. And it turns out they're just fucking chucking money left, right, and centre at different like places to get and different devs, publishers, whatever you want to call them, to get exclusives, keep them exclusive, like lock them down. What they can to keep as much as they can console exclusive on on theirs. And then just frying mud at Sony going, you're destroying value. You mean destroying value? You're the first ones to charge £70 for a video game. Like, yeah. It's just pot kettle and mud throwing just yeah. to distract, I think, a lot of the time from what their their own shortcomings are. Um, and I'm just getting a bit sick of Jim at the minute. I mean, I'm sick of sh- feel shit games for a start. <laughs> I want to say that. Like, at least Jim's chucking out good games. But... He's just a pissy little bastard, and I'm getting sick of him. <laughs> Might just chuck this console out the window just to spite him. He's already got the money, though, isn't he? Well, he ain't going to get the money for Spider-Man if I do that, is he? No. He will, though, because you'll, you'll buy another one and be like, wow. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got to play that now. But if anything, <laughs> I've done him a favour. But... No. Um, no, he's, it, I'm just getting a bit wound up with it. Like the, I, don't, I don't understand why... Why ever go, particularly... At, I mean, look, Game Pass is very consumer-friendly. Like, And if you use it to its... Not even to its fullest, but I've said before, if you play one game mm. a month on there, you're getting your money's worth. Yeah. Um, and you definitely will get your money's worth. Most people will. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's, it's good value for the consumer. And then you've got Jim coming out going, Oh, it's not. Well, we don't... No one likes it unanimously. Well, the part he's saying, he's saying, he's talking from corporate, isn't he? Like, they they don't like it because it means, it potentially means less money for them. 
value destructive. Well, I mean. Yeah, they're basically saying that people for the multi are spending fifty pound on a game, they're getting it for quote unquote free or whatever. Mate, it's subscription rental service, isn't it? But arguably, if I only got, if I got that for a year, soon it's going to cost me going up to seventeen pound a month or something. So yeah. nearly two hundred quid a year for that. So we talk mm. about value destruction, but only if I play five games, three, you know, four or five games a year, does it really equate out? To stop talking shit, Jim, you're just getting pissy because they're just giving people stuff day and day without going out to shop and getting it. Yeah, he could do the same thing if he wanted to, but he don't want to because he'd rather get the seventy pound. Yeah, he wants the 70 UK pounds. Of course he does. Football manager boss challenges Jim Ryan's claim that Xbox Game Pass is value destructive. Sports Interactive's Miles Jacobson says being on Game Pass is, quote, all very sunny. That's what I mean. That's what I I mean. The fact that he said you. I know what he's saying because he may well only speak to the big fish and they all agree that it's a fucking pain in the ass because it's cutting into their sales. Yeah. So the unanimously dislike may well be true from that perspective. I think what he's not qualified is that he's only spoke to two or three big publishers, whereas immediately you've got people from Sports Interactive who do, to be fair, do does Football Manager need Game Pass? No, it was very successful on its own, selling a la carte, Scottish audience, which comes back for the most part every year. But yeah. what Game Pass has done is it's been able to expand... Their audience, there's, there's people that perhaps wouldn't have given it a try. They've gone bloody spreadsheet simulator. I've not got any interest in that. Mm. And it's appeared on that. It's also been on the Apple Arcade, the version of that's gone on. Yeah. And he's and he's quoted as saying it's, they've seen player increase and their sales haven't been hit. You know, they're, they're still making as much money as they were before. So it's really just adding more potential fans to the franchise. And that's that's the best case scenario, isn't it? Of, of putting these sort of games on there. Yeah, exactly that. I mean... It's I'm I'm a big fan of making things accessible, and it's not just because I'm a football manager fan. It's just because it's just a no-brainer. And the, the version, the best thing I like, the version of Football Manager as an example that's gone on to um, gone on to the Xbox isn't the full fat version. It's about mm. an eighty percent version. So they've gone and done something and got, as you say, the peewees of the world that wouldn't have otherwise played it really playing it and they've got a whole new player base yeah. from it um and i think yeah it's yeah and sports interactive these days are not a small fish they're pretty they're a pretty big fish you know in comparison to like a blizzard or whatever they're not but yeah um you know they're, they're a lot bigger than they used to be it used to be two people that developed bloody football manager and now they're like a team of 40 50 people or more yeah um so yeah i think it's, it's definitely a good thing. I think a lot of people appreciate. It. I think it gives exposure to to um, publishers and developers that otherwise wouldn't. Um, so you know, I'm not going to say it's it's doing the world a favour. You know, Microsoft are, are raking in a load of dough from it, but ultimately, as a service, it's you know, I, I think it's one of the best things that's come out for gaming and making gaming accessible, financially viable for for a while. Mm, absolutely. What do you think of this one? Actually, I'm going to ask yep. the question first. Okay. This is again. You've caught me out several times. So it's your turn. I hope, hopefully, you haven't seen this in passing. Right. How much do you reckon the Last of Us Part Two costs to develop? Dollar million. Interesting. What about Horizon Forbidden West? Hundred and fifty million. 
Interesting. So, here's the headline. Poorly redacted Sony documents. <laughs> Some fucking idiot, when they've done the redactions, I don't know they use, but basically when you scanned it in, the light shone through yeah. and exposed the redacted areas of, <laughs> of these documents. Poor... <laughs> Poorly, I know. When you've done a bit of like studying on law and stuff, I mean, I don't know if you've ever covered things like redactions, but obviously certain things in court documents are redacted for sensitive yeah, business yeah. reasons, and that's the reason why they've done it. And whoever's done it is um, has blown it. Intern doing that, and they and they've gone all. Oh. I mean, whoever's done that's going to be have held to play. But poorly redacted Sony documents reveal the Last of Us, Last of Us Part Two, and Horizon sequels cost two hundred million plus. Right. So it's dollars. Horizon. I mean, I chucked out something ludicrous there. I'll yeah. There's no way it's going to cost that. No. Horizon Forbidden West costs 212 million to make. 300 employees over five years. Last of Us Part Two cost 220 million and was 200 people over five years. Is that shock? Is that a shocking statistic to you, or not really? I don't really know. I mean, it, when I said it, it felt like it was, but now mm. I'm thinking. If it takes five years of a team of 300 people, yeah. like, is that really... That's it's probably reasonable, to be fair. What's the sitting on it for five years? Yeah. It's, it's still a lot. I mean, I, how much do these films cost? Well, yeah, I was just looking into that. And, I mean, obviously, the, the lists that we've got are all the higher ones. But the production budgets can range from... So, look, Avatar Way of the Water, like the, the big dog. Yeah, yeah. Fucking 460 mil. So that's, I mean, that's yeah. that's a silly. Let's go to find, let's find something that's around the two hundred mil mark. Titanic, but that was back in nineteen ninety seven. It's Cameron again. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home, a bit more recent. That was two hundred mil. King Kong, two hundred seven mil. So it ranges. I mean, it's not it's not a great deal of films that it seems like two hundred mil appears to be a is quite a lot sitting around that sort of area. But you know, in my head, I I'm trying to I'd, I'd expect a film to cost more. Is that? Mm. I, I don't know what I'm basing that judgment or assessment on. I don't know. I just think the idea of having to get a big actor in and that's the cost. Yeah, I think like, I think the putting together of it, the production, is yeah. probably cheaper. But it's the talent, like that you said, yeah. the director, the, the 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 movie stars that you want to put into it. The Dark Knight, 185 mil. I mean, again, it's an older type jobby, yeah. but yeah, it's 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 interesting, isn't it? Because they um, they gross quite a lot of money. Some of these, <laughs> and yeah, well, they do. I mean, they do, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. I I don't know. I'm now caught between this like thought train between what should be more expensive. I mean, they both cost what they cost, and they're, they're, you know different things. You have to get voice actors in, that are, you know. And all that kind of stuff, but you're operating in a digital world, like a virtual world, aren't you? You're not yeah. dealing in, you know, using the Dark Knight or whatever as an example. They blew up a bloody hospital. Like, was that not CGI'd? Well, no. So here's a we digress. Yeah. But you know the scene where oh, spoilers walking out. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. Pressing the clicker. Yeah. And it only part goes off, and then he sort of looks at it and shakes it and goes. Yeah, yeah. And it blows up again. It wasn't meant to do that. When he clicked it, it was meant to all blow up. Oh. But so that bit there where it doesn't blow up is just kind of like It happened. It just happened and they filmed it and they were like, That works. So we can yeah. they obviously can't 
put the fucking building back <coughs> up and try again. <laughs> so like Heath Ledger just carried on acting and they were like, that works better. I'm yeah. happy with it. But that scene wasn't meant to happen that way. Interesting. Wow. Anyway, they're the budgets for Sony's games, 200 mil. Yeah. I think, which I think generally is higher than the average. I think that's what the, this is. Because we don't really know. this. to see what some of the other, you know, how much do you reckon, like, something like Starfield? That's the thing, yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, it's all a little bit murky because how much money of that was... Because who was working on it at what time? Like, usually yeah, these projects yeah, yeah. are doing other things, aren't they? Like, were 300 people yeah. on it for five years all the time? Absolutely not. It was yeah, fluctuating yeah, yeah. up and down. People were leaving. People were coming off other projects and joining the project halfway through. It's yeah. all a little bit... Someone's sitting there doing the numbers and has a, has a gamble, didn't they? They have a guess and say, we reckon it costs this, Jim. Can't tell you exactly because we're not tracking every penny, but yeah. yeah. And they're like, look, we we believe this is what you spent on this. So when it comes to you know profits, they'll probably just use that number and say, well, how much have you made versus how much was spent? But yeah, yeah. I mean, there is there is definitely a. I mean, the the former um, PlayStation America's boss, Sean Layden. This was a few years ago. He he basically said that his view is that it's unsustainable the costs of creating modern blockbusters and he oversaw the development of last was part two so his view was that whilst this is great it's taking five years minimum at, at this stage and it's costing 220 mil which means you're i guess you you've got to earn you'll keep a bit it's going to be harder isn't it to, to make a profit mm. off that and it's like he's That's why you get these games now at 70 quid well yeah that, that it does the margin doesn't it we spoke about that is also interesting so 200 and say 200 mil to make a film you go and see it you get yep. an hour and a half i mean yeah from it and you spend 15 quid if you're lucky from these games if you're lucky um you spend 70 pound and get 20 30 40 hours or upwards of of gameplay so mm. you, the, you know you, they charge more but it's if you say you buy the hour or for the product, you arguably get more value then for the game. Yeah, yeah. That's always been the looking at it. That's always been the, the argument on the game side, isn't it? That value-wise, even though it's more, you typically get mm. inferior more hours out of it. But um, yeah, so last-gen games had reached between eighty million and one hundred and fifty million for AAA games, and here was his quote back in the day: "The problem with that model is it's just not sustainable." I don't think that in the next generation you can take those numbers and multiply them by two and think that you can grow. I think the industry as a whole needs to sit back and say, all right, what are we building? What's the audience expectation? What is the best way to get get our story across and say what we need to say? He left. So his views obviously didn't coincide with what Big Jim had at the time. And, you know, he, he left. He'd been there for a couple of decades, but... It's interesting. This just, this just shows that the budgets are ballooning, particularly on the Sony side. Um, yeah. But I would argue, I mean, I've played both those games. There is a difference. You notice it. You, yeah, sim- yeah. you simply... And it's it's mainly production, you know, on, on you know whether it's mm. facial animations or whether it's graphical fidelity. It's, it's stuff like that where you, you do notice. And you can yeah. argue whether that's... Whether you need to do that to make a great game experience. And I think there's a there's a valid conversation to be had there. Like, do you need to do games need to be looking as good as these two games? Yes. When well, do they though? 
I I prefer it. Certainly, I think. I think. I think. I, everyone, yeah, it's, there's no. If we take ourselves out of the funding of it and how much it costs, there's no negative to us to having a game looking better than it would have done. I suppose the question is: is it is it so? Is it a necessity, or could we just get away with scaling back a little bit? And have the same enjoyment of the game. The game plays and feels exactly the same. It just doesn't look quite as good. And we'll eventually right, well, those those eyes are yours. Six hmm? years then. I don't need well. a new console every six years then. And this is a point. Like, surely they want to continue. Like, if I was developing, like, I'm, when I'm playing games, I want to watch the and see the and notice the uh, progress since the last one i played or the the you know the, the, whatever it might be you know when i've played god of war ragnarok i want to see how that's come on since god of war i don't yeah. just be playing a different story with the same looking game like you want to see how technology and the new consoles and everything can can give you that extra extra little bit so define don't need i think that's the tricky part is you know ray tracing and all this kind of bollocks that's coming up and all these words <laughs> frame rates I mean we're getting frame rates that are coming out of 30 we're going backwards well I was playing Final Fantasy 16 this past week and uh, actually put it on the 30 FPS mode for a little while it wasn't that bad right dare I say it that, it's not that bad but it is worse well and then we're getting off on a tangent but with Final yeah. Fantasy 16 pulling him over it's slightly I'm not deciding whether it's better or worse because because on the frame rate mode, the performance mode, yeah. it's somewhat distracting when the frames drop. So, so it's, not, consistent it's not consistent. Bit. So when you're in combat, it's silk, it's smooth silk. It's yeah, yeah. completely. I think they dump the resolution down, but because everything's going on, you don't notice it. But when you're just wandering around places, there's a bit of, bit of judder there occasionally, yeah, and nice. then Ronnie gets annoyed of it. So I put it on the yeah. frame rate of the, the quality mode, and I thought, well, let's see how long I can last before I'm physically sick, you know, mm. with just playing at 30. And initially, I like moved the camera. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick with it for a couple of chapters. And I did. By the end, I'll be honest, I'd almost forgotten. Like, yeah, so you, you, you're 100% adapt. Yeah. There's no, there's no, it's not noticeable till the end of time but no. if you're playing this is the problem if you go to that and play a couple of chapters and you've gone from saying there's 100 frames 90 frames and you go to that that's locked at 30 like you're literally getting a third of the frames yeah like and that's what they're up against it's not even just like on some games now you're getting half the frames you could be getting a third to a quarter of the frames that you are on other games and that's my issue with it is that it's 60 is the standard but, and I'd argue that it's also sometimes difficult to notice above 60, yeah. if I'm perfectly honest. Nah. But you do, the further down it gets, the more noticeable it becomes. It's not unplayable, mm. but depending on the type of game, like if I was playing Rocket League and went from like 90 frames to 30, I'd be like, right, yeah. like this is poor. But there are some games and some ways you can get around it but just objectively a game is better yeah, yeah, yeah. a higher consistent frame rate that, yeah absolutely but as I said last I think it was last week we were talking about this or maybe it was the week yeah. before I think that's we're on the precipice of it going back to 30 oh, no. for, for these these bigger 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 better looking games and this is a this Final Fantasy 16 is another example where they're just struggling slightly already and it Not may happy about it well well I would as I said I'm not happy about it either, but having 
hands-on experience, it wasn't as terrible as I was... Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. Like you will not, get used to it. But I mean, if Call of Duty comes out and it's not at least 60, that's a disaster because it's a Twitch shooter. And Final Fantasy 16 is on the edge of that because it is an action game. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think things like first-person shooters kind of need to aim for that 60 if that's yeah, the, the main uh, combat yeah. of the game. I think that, and I think that's always going to be the case. They will make the compromise, yeah. either for fidelity or for scope, to make sure that it feels silky smooth because that's what's key to those those sort of games. But we'll see. Anyway, that's the budgets of Sony's toot. Um, other stuff that came out of this was that so basically Microsoft had a shortlist of every developer and publisher in the world at one point to, act, to, to acquire from Sega to Square Enix to other smaller bits and pieces. Um, so I don't think there's any surprise there. They've been shortlisting and looking for acquisition targets and then decide to go and spend the money. That's not at all surprising. Moving yeah. out of the FTC bollocks, because I don't actually know when or if a decision is going to be rendered on this, but obviously when that happens, that'll be a, a more substantial talking point. But here's yeah. another headline. And um, this, this is basically, this is in the show because we did talk about this a few weeks ago and had to make speculation based on cryptic comments. Now we pretty much have it in black and white and those that were defending the Xbox Series S now may have to take a knee here. Baldur's Gate 3 Studio says Studio may have to, quote, compromise to get it on Xbox. The holdup is due to split-screen co-op running poorly on the Series S. So we've criticised the Series S in the past, saying it's going to, at some point, start being a pain in the arse. Um, yeah. And it's not widespread. We must also caveat this is one of the first games this to happen and in the grand that scheme of things of. that we know of but in the grand scheme of things it's not been widely reported but certainly there is smoke to this particular fire and whether this is a Canadian wildfire or just a small bonfire in your back garden will depend on your perspective but I think it's just interesting to get some clarity from the developers because um, the guessing and the, the cryptic kind of messages that we've had previously led us to believe this was the case, but not come right, come right out and said it. And this is to do with a policy that <clears throat> Xbox don't want you to release, say, Baldur's Gate 3 on the Series X, which has split-screen co-op and Series S doesn't have it. Mm. They don't mind if your resolution's lower, your frame rate's lower, the game runs worse, but the features need to be within parity. That's parity. kind of that's what yep. Phil was asked for. Um, so, yeah, is a, a, an evidence of a studio struggling to to fit that in and it's now costing um, the release date of Baldur's Gate 3 because it's been moved back a little bit on PlayStation but the date for Xbox is still not there at all and it's coming to PC first so thoughts on this I mean we may well have discussed this last time but this is now the confirmation of a uh, of, a, of a small issue starting to to percolate and also we talked about the generation shifting towards 30 frames as things get more and more taxing on these machines you'd have to think this may be a problem in two three years time that rears its head again for, for series s because as as developers get more greedy with their resources and want to push the boundaries they're going to have this thing sitting there and be like right we've got to make sure it runs on that and as the has the feature parity that phil's asking us for yeah i mean that's a tricky task in it from phil mm. um I get why they've done it because it's obviously they obviously think there's a market below 450 quid to get people in, get them on Game Pass, and you can have a Game Pass box for 
under 300 pound which is appealing for a from a business model perspective you know you don't want you could say to people look you ain't going to get as you say the sort of visuals that you get be able to play the same game the same like i I completely get that from a business model perspective that it's difficult to sell people if they're not going to have certain features but at the same time like local co-op like Hmm. what are we really that fussed about that like that would be my my question if I was sitting there Phil I'd be going do we really care like is that a, is that a ground, is that a game breaker for us but I suppose optically they'll get people to jump in and go oh look you're having to make concessions we told you that S was shit this that and the other but I think it's I think we've speculated before that it's held back games or the ones that are being developed across multiple platforms and things they're struggling to basically account for the lack of grunt on that mm. that S um, and I think this is kind of proving that it's it's a continued challenge uh, because it's almost I, I guess in some ways it's almost like another console yeah yeah it is because it, it? It, it, it is fundamentally it's you know running the same software and it shares some similarities with the X but it's fundamentally they're trying to adapt it to a different console and it must have some some complexity to doing so um, fucking bin it. <laughs> Should they do a um, a Series S equivalent next gen? I mean, it depends on the metrics because ultimately, if the business yeah. says that they've made headway with that with a cheaper console, they'll keep it. But yeah, I think you fit the nail on that exactly. If they, if they're making money out of it, they're going to do it. And you'd argue that cons- considering they continue to get all games on there that you'd expect they are making money from it and it's a continually viable business model. So, I mean, it's frustrating from a gaming perspective because you kind of feel like you're being held back. But as I've said before, you can understand why they're doing it because it's it's money, right? Yeah. It's a different market that you've got there. Yeah. It's interesting, but we knew this would eventually start to rear its head and... Um you know, I'm sure they'll get there, just that it might take a bit longer. And mm. I guess the concern is how does this start happening more often? Is this an an anomaly of sorts? We'll get we'll, mm. we'll probably never know because very rarely do we get an insight into this. Yeah. But they've had to address it because the, <laughs> the, the they once they said there's no exclusivity deal with PlayStation, it's like, well, why is it not on Xbox? And it's like, well, we're struggling yeah, to get this thing running. To... And it's, you know, you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you to a certain extent. But at the end of the day, the fans want to know what's going on. They've... The reality is the reality. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, well, we can't get it on this piece of shit console at the minute. Like, we're struggling <laughs> to get do what Phil's asked us to do. He's given us the impossible job and said, make it work. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Let's kill it off there. Run its course, I reckon. What do we treat the audience to next? We're getting into the dregs of very old stuff. Yeah. I was say, we haven't recorded some new stuff for a while. No, that's my fault. Was it my fault this week? Or was it your fault? I can't remember. We was going to get uh, some new stuff in. I've, I'd forgot, and you had I didn't chase. else that cropped up. Well, yeah. no, no, I think you you text me going, no, I can't do that because I've got I've got to do something else. I was like, all right, I'd forgot anyway. So you'd have texted me and gone, yes, ready, and I'd have been like, whoa, well, I'd forgotten. Yeah, fair enough. So we've got stuff. <laughs> Just look at the date of when this is recorded. Seventh <laughs> yeah. of June, twenty twenty two. It's over a year old. Christ. Unpacking, Logan. Do you remember that one? 
Was that a year ago? Yes. What has happened? How was that a year ago? I know. That's mad. Going to treat the audience to that. A little half hour session of unpacking. I don't even know if it's on Game Pass anymore. <laughs> I, I, it might well be just about. Let's have a look. Unpack it. Yeah. It's still on there. Okay, because we, we'll reference that because that's how we played yeah. it back in the day. But this was an interesting one because I don't know if you remember, I played it and yeah. gave gave my view on it and... Then it sort of twigged your interest. You was like, oh, I've got to try this. And you went yeah. off and played it. So we recorded like a little bolt on at the end where yeah, 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 you yeah. gave your impression. So unpacking is finally getting its time in the limelight. Oh, I mean, look, just to give you an insight, we've got Spirit Farrah there, still lurking. Christ. Supraland. No, no one wants to hear about that. It's Tinykin. I mean, it's the dregs. That was the dregs, wasn't it? Yeah, the ultimate dregs. Yeah, and they're all coming up to around a year old, but I need to find, think of a better production pipeline. But it allows us Pretty to put feet up. But mm. yeah, just uh, I thought I'd just expose the business slightly there. That this wow. this this particular impression is over a year old now. <laughs> That's mad. Absolutely mad. Oh well, the audience don't mind, and if they do mind, they're not putting hand in pocket. Most of them, so they ain't going to get anything out of it. Consider was, yourselves lucky. Consider yourselves like I will say actually, I was checking the uh, audio podcast, but first things first, the, the fucking YouTube stats are awful at the moment. Gone right down the fucking toilet. I don't know what YouTube's playing at. I don't think they like it when you use the word cunt. I've heard that they um, occasionally scan for that in certain bits and pieces and uh, block it out of algorithms and whatnot. Oh. So that might be a version word, where it is a good word. I know the Americans don't like it, but in in these shores, it's seen as a um, quite the uh, sometimes a term of endearment. Actually, well, it's just a perfect word for certain. Like I think it conveys, yeah, like a, a certain thought, emotion, perfectly. Yeah, it's just so blunt as well. Like it's just duh. Yeah, dumb. it will just sting people. But our split now. So we used to have India, didn't we, as our top market. Yeah. India's now only got 18% market share. Where have we gone to? UK is 38.36 and the US is 37.6. So it changes month to oh. month, but those two are battling it out to see where the top market is. But the audio numbers have gone up um, pretty nicely in the last couple of months. Seen a f- Interesting. Seen almost since sort of the turn of the year a, a decent uptick in weekly and monthly listens so i don't know what's happening there sometimes we get caught in some sort of algorithm i think for like amazon music and it just it ends up just chucking up the numbers i'd be interested to see if it holds up there but i did want to call that out because youtube who's on youtube these days listening to this you ain't doing your jobs start sharing it because those numbers have gone down the shitter (laughs) and everyone can see those so it's embarrassing I think if you need to just open up a browser and put it on mute, do that. Put it on mute. I don't know, maybe that's one way of tricking it. Open up four browsers. I don't know if you can even do that. But no. Mad. Audio numbers are increasing. Patrons are not, though. So, again, that's really the key metric here. Mm, that's where so, we want to see things cropping up. No. Anyway, let's get out of here. Unpacking over a year old impressions. We'll see you on the other side.
Here we are then, back with some more game impressions. I'm once again joined by our resident referee, Logan. He's going to be asking the questions to me about a little-known game called Unpacking. So I think we're just going to read the descriptions to start off because Logan's got no idea what this game is. I thought there's going to be a lot of people out there um, that won't have much clue what this is. But I feel like if we read the description, we'll see if that unearths any um, any nuggets of information that Logan can sort of picture what's going on. And then obviously I'll be going through giving you my opinion of it. But this is taken from the uh, the website and the and the product description so it says unpacking a zen puzzle game about unpacking a life <laughs> unpacking is a game about the familiar experience of pulling possessions out of boxes and fitting them into a new home part blocks fitting puzzle part home decoration you are invited to create a satisfying living space whilst learning clues about the life you're unpacking over the course of eight house moves that is ludicrous sorry that i've moved once in my life that's one too many times bloody hell over the course of eight house moves you, you are given a chance to experience a sense of intimacy with a character you never see and a story you're never told Right. <laughs> Off you go. What? <laughs> Why are we playing this then? Right, so that's a good point. Why am I playing this? So one, I had heard that the um it was relatively short and that there was it was a an interesting, unique kind of game. It was on Game Pass. Uh, I played it on PC Game Pass for um you know for, for reasons I'll get into. And I just heard buzz about this this indie game, sort of in the on the underground of the enthusiast sort of circles that I'll watch from afar. I'd heard that this is this is wor- a worthwhile sort of look at look at your time. And I thought, well, look, it's on that game pass. We know it's short. I am coming off the back of a a bigger game that I'd, that I'd finished in in Horizon Forbidden West. And I like these palate cleansers. Yeah, I like these. These little shorter games, something a bit different that's, that's just going to cleanse the palate. So that if I want to go into a more, I don't know, a more robust or, or bigger experience, I've at least had a taste of some other bits and pieces. So that's, that was the rationale behind it. And I, ju- I just heard excellent things about it. So I thought, well, let's, let's go for that. And that's, that's how we ended up with unpacking, getting downloaded on PC Game Pass and, and played over the course of a couple of sessions. I played... I like these little palate cleansers, as you've called them. I've never really thought about this before, but <clears throat> that's arguably what they are. And I think in between every Assassin's Creed um, DLC or game I've played, I've played some shitter in the middle, like Donut <laughs> County. Yes, or, yeah, that is a palate right, cleanser. I'll, I'll do one of these little palate cleansers. So it's interesting that you refer it to that, because that's how I do it. it. Kind of like something small to break up big games I've been caught out um, by this before though because I thought Spirit Fair was going to be a palate cleanser and it was 30 hours long well so although I thought although it was a palate cleanser in terms of it was different I was like playing another full game again I was like bloody hell I didn't expect it to be this long so research not done there on my behalf and I got snarled up and caught out well Yoku's Island Adventure or whatever I'm playing at the minute is turning out that was meant to be a palate cleanser post Assassin's Creed but it's turning out not to be that no. 
Um, so they can easily spiral. But that's interesting. So you played this on PC, which is a bit of a, a breakaway for you at the minute. Most stuff is uh, is console based. Mm. Um, what made you want to play it on PC over over console? Was there well, any particular reason? Basically, I'd seen I'd seen how the game operated on videos and and read up how it, it works, mm. and it is a you know a drag and drop game. And I yeah, thought, right. I just can't yeah. imagine having to get around that on a controller. And I had a similar, I did a similar thing with 12 minutes last year, but that one I actually started on the Xbox. I, honestly, I played it for 60 seconds and I was like, oh, no, this, this needs a mouse. Like the, you can play it like this, but this is not the way to be doing it. And I felt like mm. I was going to have the same experience there. So rather than just wasting my own time. I thought I'll just go straight on the PC. I know, you know, you effectively you've got a little mouse cursor that you move around and pick things up and put them there. It's like there's no other way. Uh, you know, I didn't I didn't try the console version, so I won't speak on it. But for me, if you've got access yeah. to something of a, a mouse, or you can plug a mouse in. I think these days to most of these consoles, then then do that. But absolutely, was like right. This feels like that's the best way to play it. So let's not let's not get snarled up in you know negative vibes early on. No, if you, I mean, your your PC's easily got enough power oh, to do yeah, something like that, so it's a bit of a no-brainer. But yeah. I've literally got my Xbox on my desk, so I played Football Manager, for example, the yeah. console version, just plug the mouse into it. It's literally plug and play and off you go. So I guess yeah. for people that, that don't have a PC to access, they could do that if they've got a Series X. Um, I don't know if you could do it on the PlayStation. I presume you can, but... <laughs> these days, um, yeah, but... <laughs> You know, you're missing, there out, you go. missing out on that dual sense if you're doing it on the PlayStation. So, right, right. So, I, I genuinely know nothing. I'm sort of trying to think where do where do we start. So, talk me through what is the, what sort of game is it? Is it just at a heart a puzzle game that you're solving the puzzle yeah. where it's got some bullshit narrative of life around it that they've constructed to make it playable yeah so they don't so to be fair to the story they don't really nothing's explicitly told you like it's not it's not lying when it says a story you're never told don't it don't it don't tell you nothing it it just you just pick up items you so you, you know you, you, you the, the character like will move into like the university dorm or whatever it is and like you will recognise that you're the same person. So you're like, oh, I've moved out of the parents' home, out of my room. Yeah. And so it's telling the story of this character through the locations and the objects. And it's like some cute things. Like there's like a little doll and like a bunny or like a f- fluffy toy that comes with the, on each of the different you know mm. outings, and it gets more and more, it gets damaged and it gets older and worn and stuff. So that it's not like here's what's going on. You know, Clarice is now. 26 it gives you the year so it gives you a sense of oh we've skipped two years oh we skipped five years oh we skipped one whatever it might be other than that you just you kind of left to work out what's occurring uh, on your own and to be honest you can you can almost mark this game as like in the category of just one that I just did not get <laughs> it just I did, I just did I just it did not I did not I didn't get any of the story any of what they were trying to tell me I just washed over me because I was treating it as a puzzle game so all this yeah. this bollocks they wrote in the description about part home decoration I did not give a fuck where things went as long as it was out of the fucking box and on a desk somewhere much like my real home it's, like, it's out it's fine I don't care what it looks like 
And so I was just playing it like that, like almost like speed running it, going, all right, get all this shit out. Like, in the, you know, there's, there are certain elements where objects can only be put in certain, you know, on in certain areas, like on a shelf, for example, mm. where there's not a lot of depth. You can't put a great big jug there because it'll, it'll slip off. So you can only put thinner items. And there's only so many, you know, spaces spaces for thin items. And you, you may, you have to just make sure you're putting things in the appropriate area. And some stuff goes in the, you know, you get it out of the box and it's in the, it's in the bedroom box, but actually it needs to go in the bathroom. It's a toothbrush. So you just sort of move screens and then chuck it in there. So I was playing it like that. So all this, this story stuff that, you know, I've read things like how incredible the, the story is and it tells a really heartful story. I, like, I don't know what's going on. I, don't, I ain't got a clue. I've got no, no was idea. that from start to finish? Yeah. I had no idea what happened. It's sort of done the end and I was like, what the hell's happened here? Got a rough idea how old this person is. Okay, there's a cot, so I've had a kid. So what? I need to get these fucking boxes unpacked. <laughs> I didn't feel like the character. I felt like a removal man, like just wanting to get the job done. Do you know what I mean? Like, when we've done this, you have to go back and listen to it. Like, and what you're describing is the jug that you're getting out of a box can't go on a certain shelf. Yes. Like, it's just bizarre. It's just like, the most, honestly, out of all of these that we've done, this is the most bizarre one we've done yet, where you're telling me about the story or the, pr- the principle of the game yeah. It's to unbox a box and figure out <laughs> whether this thing fits on the shelf or not. Yes. <laughs> and if it's a toothbrush, it has to go in the bathroom. Yeah. These sound like things that I have to deal with every day. Yes. Oh. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's the, that's the crux of it. I'm being crude and oversimplifying it, but, then, you know, that, yeah. that is, that is, that's how I yeah. ended up just playing it. And then it ended, and I was like, oh, okay. So that's... Uh, that's a sort of a, a whistle-stop tour of, um, of unpacking. Like I've, I found it, I don't want to rag on it, but I found it pretty mundane. Like, as, as, I've, descri- as I've described it there, you know, we talk about Biff, he takes things literally. Like, I, f- I feel like I was in like his head just doing this. And I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I, <laughs> it was, what a place to be. Yeah, it was. I, it was bizarre. I was like, normally I can get behind all this stuff. I'm like, oh, no, I see what they're trying to do there. And it, but I was like, no, I just want this fucking jug to be do you think that's because it was poorly executed or for what? whatever reason you just weren't it just didn't click with you it just didn't click with me uh, there's, there's you know you you can read other opinions on this and you'll find people that really enjoyed it they found it peaceful they found it you know satisfying they they understood what was going on with the time jumps and the they picked up on the small nuances and changes in the items that were coming out so all oh, the characters now at this stage in their life etc etc this just washed over me and sometimes sometimes that happens i don't know if it's a problem with me or the game or, or what but i can only give you my my perspective in, in that it didn't it just didn't resonate with me whatsoever and you know, it's I, I, the way I described it sounds mundane, and that's how my brain and how Ronnie and me went through it. Like we couldn't, we just went through it and was like, "Oh, that's that's that done." Then. Yeah, <laughs> that's done. And the other thing as well, and this is you know, I, could be another personal thing. But I've never had a game hurt my hand so much. Like moving a mouse around and clicking and dragging and clicking and dragging and moving them. Honestly, I was like, I have to stop and be like, "Oh God." Really? Well, because it's so repetitive. It's like, you know, you're just repeating these very 
mundane movements. At least when like you're at work, you've got a fucking keyboard and you can stretch your fucking ligament. Like this was like click, move, click, move, double click there. Click. I was like, good lord. Honestly, it hurt my hand. <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? So I mean, I can understand if you're doing first person shooter competitive online multiplayer. I've never heard of someone playing <laughs> a casual, relaxing experience puzzle game that's ended up hurting their hand. Yeah, it was hurting after a while. So it should have come with a advisory, a warning. It probably did. I didn't read it. But if you got, if you got, honestly, I'm not joking. If you've got, maybe, was, maybe this is the problem. Maybe I was trying to do it too quickly, therefore strained, strained, put unnecessary sort of, you know, work yeah, into yeah. my hands. And then, you know, the result of that is that things washed over me because I wasn't engaged with it. I was just like mechanically playing the game and just going. Bruh. So that might, you know, maybe it's all coming together in that the way I played it. You know, I wasn't trying to rush it. I, I had time on my hands. I was just playing it as I thought I felt like I wanted to. I, didn't, I, think, I could see they wanted me to start putting things in all. Like I could see there was there's room for you to have like a little bit of creative like input to where things go. So like you get a poster and it's like I put that on the wall. It's like oh, that's the poster of the favorite band. You put that behind the bed or on the side wall. Do you line it up exactly? Like, there's, there are things in there. I know people would play this and be really yeah. anal about everything's got to go in its right place. But I just never got to that stage. But that's just that's more of a commentary on the way I live anyway. Like, I just don't, I don't be caring about that sort of stuff. I'm, I ain't got, the, I ain't got the patience for it. I haven't. Like, just, just it doesn't matter if it's symmetrical. Just chuck it up there, get it out of the way. <laughs> uh, to be fair though I think there's a natural and it's, it goes with any puzzle game whatever it is whenever mm. I do my daily wordle the idea is to get in as quick as you can in as least guesses right yeah and it's the same with any puzzle game there's natural satisfaction in solving it as quickly as you can yeah whatever that you know and the, 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 the idea of the puzzle is to solve the puzzle not in the way that you solve the puzzle or with mm. the care that you put into it it's, it's a natural thing that people do so if they're trying to balance the game between you taking your time and enjoying the anal element of it yeah. versus just solving the puzzle. I think you're always going to find that people will breakneck it because everyone naturally, and you're ingrained to do it from when you're a kid to solve this puzzle as quickly as you can. You know, it's everyone does it naturally. I think. Yeah. So I don't think that's the criticism of Ronnie particularly. No, and uh, is the you know there's it's short, so if people do want to play this it's not gonna take up a lot of their precious time um there is a there is a certain like charm to it i guess it's you know it's a very simplistic in its design in terms of it's an isometric kind of nice art style although sometimes i struggle to tell what the objects were that i were getting out of the box like they weren't always overly clear exactly what it was um, it signposts you quite well on where you need to go to fix potential issues. So if there's a room with the wrong objects in it, it'll flash red in the in the sort of like this little like map menu. So you can go to that room and say, okay, that goes there. It won't, it won't let you get into a bit, you know, banging your head against a brick wall, but it becomes quite apparent where things need to go. But just yeah, one of those one of those things I didn't didn't get and didn't <laughs> played it, finished it, and I was like, how strange. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have much more to say to be honest <laughs> I did it and played it 
found yeah. it mundane and went, ah. Yeah. Well, it's a shame, but it happens sometimes. I can only be honest with <laughs> what my experience no, is. No, it, it's very rare with you, I think, because you do an element of research and, you know, recommendation goes into it up front. And mm. obviously, you, you don't often go into things clueless, for want of a better term. You either decide that it's for you or not based on other people's playthroughs or from reviews, whatever it is, you make a decision. Very rarely do you get into a game and go, nope, this yeah. didn't, I played it all and it just didn't work for me and I don't know what happened. That yeah. is a rarity for you. So I think it's at least succeeded on on that basis. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you said you got nothing else to, to add just before we go, just in case something as we move on, um, as something else come to mind. <laughs> No, 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 nothing else. (laughs) So, I guess we then have to take a walk into the gallery. Well, you know what? I'll cut you off. We're not going to take a walk into the gallery. We're going to shut up shop for the day and say, Sorry, I'm packing. You're not coming in. And then that'll be that. Save everyone's time, shall we? Full stop. We don't even. I've started to open the door. You've instantly just pulled it closed and gone. Nah, yeah. don't even bother. Don't, lock it up. Again. Don't bother today. We'll, the shut. we'll have the day off. Yeah. So yeah, I'm unpacking. Doesn't make its way into my gaming gallery. So unfortunate. <laughs> slightly for disappointed to be honest. I am slightly disappointed. <laughs> for such a bizarre game for a bizarre review, it, it feels like it deserves a place in there just for that alone. Maybe, but, um, but nah. Do you know what? In a weird kind of way, despite what you've just said, I'm tempted to go off and download it and play it. It's yeah, like it's it's like work at the end of the day. So how many hours do you reckon you spent on it? No more than I know no, no more than four. Like you'd be, I think yeah. you get it done in like two and a half to three is the closer mm. one. Like it's it's one of those games you could do in one night. It's just that I mm. like my hand was hurting after the first few hours. I was like, oh, I'll take a break here. And I came back and it was done. I think it's only like eight levels or something. It's not, you know. It's yeah. Not, so each level will be a move. That's it. Different yeah. Of life. Yeah. What it even says in the description here, eight house moves. So. You kind of know how how quickly you're progressing through it. Yeah. I would. It would be interesting to hear someone else's perspective on it, but mm. you know, I'll, I'll, I think I will for the sake of a couple of hours just to see whether whether that resonates or not. So somehow, on the basis of what is arguably a negative review, oh. it has gained a download, which is a really odd way of doing it. Yeah, there you go. I'm unpacking. I've done you a favour, spreading the, spreading the good word. But no. You know, I, I, I look forward to hearing your view on that, if and when that, that takes place. Yeah, I think, be, I think we'll, we'll definitely circle back to that once I've done it, because it'll be interesting to see, even if we just spend two and a half minutes on it, yeah. for one minute for every hour the game takes, yeah. just to see whether I go, yeah, you're completely right, I don't know what happened there, or whether I can go, Ronnie's lost the plot, because I, I really enjoyed it, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the, I think one of the elements that people find really well executed is is like understanding who this person is and you know what what's going on in their life well no that's the thing yeah I don't know I don't know I I just didn't get that so it it never it never Mm. got itself into my head and that it was just like I I just didn't understand what was going on so it's always a place to go on shelves yeah well exactly that's what I did I did it efficiently and got all the moves done so happy customer I'd say if people want their moving to be done quickly I can do it just get out the box put it on the side and (laughs) I'll invoice you next week. That not included, so be prepared for that. Well, 
We're doing something a little bit out of the ordinary here. As the audience would have just heard or seen, Logan was suggesting that he might go off and play unpacking. And I said, oh, I'll be interested in hearing your, your thoughts on that when you do. We well, did it a few days after we recorded. So I thought, well, what's the point in dragging him back in a few weeks time? Let's just bung this on mm. the end and, and get your view. I was uh, not so kind to, to unpacking and you found it hilarious. My, <laughs> my description and my, my view on it. You, this somehow inspired you to go off and play it yourself. I mean, it, is, it was on mm. game pass, so no extra financial outlay there for you, but Come on then, hit me with it. Was I, are you in the same boat as me for the old unpacking or do you see it for, for what it's trying to be? Do you know what? The reason that I went away and played it is because I thought he's going to have missed something here. Like he's going to have, <laughs> he, he, there's no d- doubt about it. He's just going to, something's going to glazed over him. It, it's obviously going to be a more sensitive story that he yeah. ain't, for whatever reason, ain't paying any attention to that I think my feelers might pick up. Nope, <laughs> not at all. I, I I couldn't believe the 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 basicness. Yeah, I guess of it. I was waiting for that underlying like thing to come. I go, oh, that. So that's what's going on. Oh, that's yeah. that's what we're like. And, and it just it never come right. And even I was playing the game, and I was you know. Uh, literally moving house simulator I mean uh, just one thing that I found right is possibly the worst thing about moving and you probably experienced it when you moved into your house you're seeing all these fucking boxes having to find homes for stuff yep right and no one gets that and goes this is good <laughs> so you know and I've done this several times throughout my life when I went to uni moved to halls I did all that kind of stuff moved into my flat moved into another flat moved into my house I've done that enough I've done it like eight times myself already yeah in real life um, and I must admit doing it in the game felt no more satisfying <laughs> I thought that I would be more picky about where I put stuff than you would right. but I just found myself just going it can go anywhere uh, yeah. I couldn't give a shit like it, I'll put that on there yeah as long as it's alright one of the things that did annoy me, though, was there certain things have to go in certain places, yeah. right? The first level, I was stuck for about 15 minutes Ooh. trying to find where a diary should go. <laughs> I was almost at a point where I was going to message you and go, "What am I, am I supposed to be doing something with the diary? Like, <laughs> am I supposed to read what? it or writing it? Am I supposed to read? Yeah, like, I was genuinely <laughs> thinking I've got, I'm missing something here. But no, it just had to go somewhere yeah. specific. And yeah. I was like, oh, right, okay. So it's not even just me choosing where shit could go. Right. It's basically a guessing game then, is it? I've got to guess where everything should go according to where the game designers think it should go. Yep. Yep. So I had a little bit of fun with that throughout it, but... What did you I play mean, it on? Xbox. So, Xbox Series. Did you play it with a yeah. controller or did you plug the... Didn't let me use the mouse. So you couldn't do that. So you had to play it with controller no. and, and I imagine it's just as bad as I would anticipate, i.e. you're moving the analogue to control the mouse. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, it's, I mean, look, right, it's a PC game that's yes. been put on an Xbox and yeah. given controller ad- ad- adaption, yeah. like, which is fine. Like, It's not like I've got a huge budget to do that, but I was surprised that I couldn't just... It just didn't take it over. I don't know why I was expecting it to, but it didn't. No, so that was the first irritants. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, it, it was manageable. I mean, it, it, it just... It got a bit... You know, there's a few times when my thumb got a little bit like... 
weary of moving stuff around, like when you're moving saucer by saucer, cup you, by cup. You snickered when I said I, my hand was hurting doing that. I didn't, <laughs> do you know what? I really didn't appreciate the granularity of what they expected you to put. Um, like, I, I didn't expect I'd be putting all the cutlery in a drawer. And I didn't expect I'd be doing all that kind of stuff. Like, I was surprised at the amount of stuff I had to put away. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, arguably there's some, you know, you get to see how the teddy bears age and things like that. Like yeah. that. You go, you go, oh yeah, you know, I know. But it, I'd sort of go, oh, I've still got a fucking teddy bear then. <laughs> Ain't chucked that away. No. Um, there was, but there was stuff that I just genuinely didn't know what it was. So I think you said you could hover over it. I never found a way of figuring out what stuff was. No, I don't think it ever tells you what it is. It's just... So I, oh. some stuff I couldn't yeah. figure out either and I just had to guess I, I was just surprised that I even now going into it knowing there was a deeper layer to it still didn't get that from from the levels no. um, there was it was weirdly satisfying I, I guess on a slightly more positive note it was weirdly satisfying to put stuff in the right place if you know what I mean mm. like I don't know but I just I didn't have any there was no consequence to where I was putting stuff I was just like if it was my house, I'd go, right, okay, that needs to be lined up and that yeah. needs to be level. But I was just like, just stick it on the wall. That looks about right. It was a bit slapdash. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. Well, well, uh, and, and in every way of what we of what you said. There's nothing that I disagree with what you said. I mean, I'll ask, I can't believe that. I'll ask the question. There's people waiting outside the gaming gallery, seeing if we're going to unlock yeah. the doors and induct a new game into the into the gallery somewhere and into one into your personal wing unpacking are we going to unlock the doors and let people no, in? no. I, I can't let that in there no. I, mean, I, I mean at best it could go into bronze at best but yeah. I think I'd come to regret looking at that in the gallery to be <laughs> honest there was very few positives I didn't hate my time playing it I just don't understand why the game's been made <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't understand why like, there's no there's no overarching fun to it <laughs> like beyond putting shit away yeah like, maybe when you there isn't though no there maybe, just isn't maybe some people find that therapeutic in some way that's but, what I thought but oh, it's yeah, like, I, why you, I told you this stuff why would anyone yeah but why would anyone find unpacking like if, a, if there was an overarching story of some sort where you could build a connection with that person and actually care about their belongings and their life that would make it more plausible as a game. But ultimately, you couldn't give a shit, really. Um, and you're, you, I found myself putting everything... Like, nothing really changed either. It was always the same stuff in a different or similar place I was putting it. Yeah. And I was like, well, I've done this six times now. Why am I doing it again? Well, luckily, there's only eight times you've got to do it, and then it's over, so... I was relieved. On that last level, there's a lot of rooms... Um, and I was, I was thinking if I have to do another one with more rooms than this, I don't know if I'm going to get through it. No. Well. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you said. Disappointingly, as much as I wanted to go, you're a cold-hearted, cold-hearted bastard. <laughs> you didn't get that story, that nice little undercurrent that was going through it. I mean, no. Didn't have a, didn't have a, didn't have a clue. Still don't really. I don't think I even looked it up. So there you go. Unpacking gets the uh, doors double locked on it. So a bit of an embarrassment for... 
for those poor little windy stew. I think there's only two of them that did it, but mm-hmm. as I said, he's well, <laughs> unknown. If it ain't things. any good, call a spade a spade. Yeah. If it ain't any good, despite the fact that yeah. you know two blokes in a shed, whatever it is, works on it, it still ain't any good. Yeah. So agreed. Sorry. Anyway, unpacking's not made its way into my gaming gallery. We'll we'll be back on the next episode. We'll close this one down. Patreon.com forward slash DimpDigitals. One place you can go if you want to financially support us. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash DimpDigital. Also, you can subscribe to our Twitch channel where we live stream the podcast and video game playthroughs. But uh, if you want to just listen and watch free of charge, that's also fine. We're grateful to have you along for the ride. Nothing more for us to say here, though, other than... Thanks for your time. And ta-ta. This was a Dimp Digital production.